Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Season 2 of Surviving Motherhood. I'm Chris, a wife and mom of four boys. And I'm Rachel, a wife and mom of a boy and a girl. We're sister-in-laws living in the South just trying to laugh through the ups and downs of motherhood. So grab your coffee or wine and settle in for some real talk. Hey, everyone. Welcome to an In the News episode of Surviving Motherhood podcast. We're going to talk about some hot topics today. Chris, you ready? I'm ready. We've got some big news, but we're going to save it to the end. So because we like to do that to you. So you're welcome. So fast forward if you have to, but don't because we're getting into some fun stuff like uh, the Super Bowl halftime show. Dun, dun, dun. We know y'all want to know what we think of that. Now, if you've been living under a rock for the past week, then we'll go ahead and let you know that the Super Bowl halftime show of this year's Super Bowl was J-Lo and Shakira. And there are a lot of people up in arms for many different reasons. Um, Mostly... um, cover your kids ears the crotch shots um that was the main seems like concern which you know i totally get but where do you stand on this uh, this halftime show chris okay so i'm divided a little bit in that i don't think people have a valid argument when they say this should have been family friendly blah 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 like everyone knew a super bowl halftime is not like family friendly like we've seen janet jackson's boobs we've seen adam levine take his shirt off like all the way to the v i didn't realize how low his pants are i feel like that could that could make some questions come out too from your children so (laughs) yes i'm with you on that so like that point of the argument no i don't think is valid like you can turn it off you can you know it's it's this isn't veggie tales or you know paw patrol like we all knew yes yes but on the other side of things, I think they took it entirely too far for something that isn't their concert. Like, yes. we didn't necessarily come to the Super Bowl to watch J-Lo on a stripper pole. So it's yes. like, that. at that point, I'm like, okay, it, it was taken a little too far, in my opinion. I think they look great. I think, uh, you know, I'm not taken away from anything. Everyone's like, if I looked like that at 50, I'd wear that too. Yeah, sure, in your bedroom. Yes. But, like, I don't need the cameraman. Basically, as my mom said, we saw more than an OBCs. Like, it was a lot. Yes. Well, yes, I completely 100% agree with that. I think the problem was, really was the angle, 100%. Like if they wouldn't have shot it like that, I would have never thought twice because like dancing with the stars, everything like that, they wear costumes a hundred percent similar. You know, I don't think there's that big of a difference at all. Everyone's saying the cheerleaders wear less than that. And it's like, absolutely. I don't think most people's problem was the outfit. It was the, the The angles in which we saw the outfits. And I know, I know it's new delusion. I know that that's not her actual skin. You know what I mean? Like, I know that we're not seeing through to, you know, who, but, (laughs) um, the illusion of it still is a little uncomfortable. Like I, 
you know, the width of the the coverage <laughs> was not the width of a normal <laughs> coverage. Area. Yes. Uh, so it was like mm, my main issues that I could have left, I could have done without. Which, okay, the poll. Let's talk about the poll for a Exa- second. Yeah, we don't need the poll. It. She didn't do. She's strong, a hundred percent. But nothing she did on it was that impressive that it added that much to the performance. Like, right. Being able to dance on a pole is amazing. Like the strength, the talent, like all of that. I could. I mean, I can't even probably spin on it. So, like, props, a hundred and ten percent. And what she did on it made her look strong, yes. But I don't think it added enough to the performance to cause the drama it did. Like, if I were directing that halftime show, I'd be like, let's just take out the poll. You're an amazing dancer. This doesn't add much to it, and we don't need anybody angry. And then second is the camera angles. The camera angles were just so – it was not flattering to anyone, and it just Mm -hmm. made everybody talk about it. But And the thing – another thing that bothered me is it's almost like they were having some personality issues – Like, do we make this family friendly or do we not? Like, let's bring Mm -hmm. these little girls on stage who are dressed completely appropriately, Mm -hmm. but also a stripper pole. Like, what are we doing here? You know what I mean? It's It's like. Yes. And a a large part of it, I think, is uh, cultural. You know, they definitely wanted to celebrate the Latina culture, which I am so happy to see some diversity at our halftime shows. Like, let's, let's spread it all out. But I think that we have grown up if you guys haven't noticed, we are from the South. So especially in our region and local people to us, they have grown up in specific, you know, like the Baptist church doesn't even want you to dance, you know, like we're, we're, we're kind of (laughs) tight as far as um, dancing and what our culture kind of does. We don't have anything like a cultural dance, like unless you want to like call square dance, you know, square dance or something. Oh mercy! So it's like, you know, they've grown up seeing all of that. Like, you know, Shakira is Lebanese as well, which they do the belly dancing and stuff. So it's like, that's, that's a hundred percent how they've, that is normalized to them and us where in the South, like we feel like the competitive dancers, like the little girls that do competitive dancing and competitive cheer, like people get up in arms about their crop tops, you know? So it's like, as part of it's regional for sure, or just cultural in general. There were things like the rope. I mean, there were just several things that it was like, why? You know, like just not necessary. I think there was a way to celebrate Latino culture and belly dancing and all those things without it feeling so provocative. And especially in a world, I'm coming from a standpoint of I'm the mom of four little boys. So yes. it's like, I, I would appreciate that not being on the TV. And I turned it off. So I'm not, I'm not with the group of people who are like, I, my boy shouldn't have had to see that. Well, turn it off. They don't have to see it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you're in control so of that. Yes, I'm taking responsibility for that part. Anything that they saw was because I left it on too long, you know? Yeah. And it was a good teaching moment. Like, <laughs> my son said, well, th- why are they basically showing their TTs? And I said, <laughs> their moms just didn't teach them better. And I turned it off. I mean, it was just like, you know. Yes. I, so I think that that it doesn't take away from your parental role in them seeing it. Right. However, there, there yes. were just some things that like could have I could have gone without, you know. Yes, exactly. And it's like we should be that diligent in our lines as parents, which sometimes you don't know you have a line until it gets crossed. And they're like, whoa, 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 wait, wait. But there was, Mm -hmm. 
uh, I let Adeline watch Dancing with the Stars most of the time. Like sometimes there are seasons where we sit down and watch it together. And then there are seasons where we just watch a couple episodes. Like we watch the Disney Takeover episode, that kind of thing. Right. Well, there was one time around Christmas where they ended up, which this uh, little ears again, um, they ended up, they were basically doing a, sh- a male striptease and giving lap dances. And I mm-hmm. turned that off because that was like, mm, those are questions that, that, that goes too far for what I think that. is appropriate. Yes. And so it's like, we have to be on the lookout daily for that kind of stuff, which is exhausting. Like I'm not, I'm not going to pretend like it's just super easy to oh, for sure. police your children on that kind of stuff, but it's to eat. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's going to be on your TV no matter what. Have you ever left your TV on uh, af- any time after seven? Like yeah, on, a, not, on an well, antenna? Thing is, people get so, um, I think for whatever reason in our world right now, attack is just everybody's first reaction is just, we're going to attack Mm-hmm. them for being inappropriate and then the other side's going to attack the people for being mad that they were inappropriate and it's just like I think that we could all probably come to a peaceful agreement that like it was a little too much but you have a responsibility in this and because you know people are like have you uh, my kids see worse than that on commercials or my kids blah 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 you know mm-hmm. and it's like okay again I don't think it's the world's job to make sure they don't offend you. Yep. But I also do, you know, I think it was Abraham Lincoln maybe that said what one generation tolerates the next embraces. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, I, I do agree that we're getting a little bit like that would have never been on TV. What? 50 years ago, you know? So it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. It's just a hard like line of, but I'm definitely, job. yes, but I'm definitely like in the middle of, like in the middle of the spectrum. And I feel like that's where most people are actually lying. It's just only people are not speaking out. Yeah. Which is a hundred percent normally what I do. So (laughs) this podcast is pushing my boundaries. So for sure. Welcome. But people are scared too. It's like, you don't know. Cause I've seen people share stuff and then they'll delete it. Mm-hmm. You know, because it's like, oh, this is a real hot topic. So then they're yes. like, yeah, I don't want an opinion on that one. You know? Yes, exactly. Exactly. Okay. So let's go ahead and move on to the next topic. And this is, I'm going to kind of get you guys updated because I know you've heard about TikTok, but I don't know if you've actually gotten to dive in yet. And Chris, how familiar are you with TikTok? I'm going to let you guess how familiar I am with TikTok. Uh, you, out of 100, you know about Point zero five percent about TikTok. correct. You've I know heard that it. it's an app. That's okay. about it. Perfect. Okay. Well, I think it's time as grown adults that we learn a little bit about TikTok because I don't think it's going to go anywhere. So I think it's here. Oh. I think it's. Uh, I think it's oh, here oh, to stay. Okay. You know, like I thought you meant like it's not going places. No, you mean no, it's no, no, no. Not I leaving. think I think we need to go ahead and learn about it because there gotcha. are so many social media apps that try, you know, to make a little way in the market, and there's only a few that do. You know, we've mm-hmm. got you know once Twitter was at one point Twitter was new, at one point Instagram was new. I don't. I think TikTok is going to be an app that stays around that we need to go ahead and learn about, not only for just you know to know about what's going on in the world, but also to go ahead and mentally prepare yourself for when your kids start asking for it. Because number mm-hmm. one, I'm going to tell you right this second, no, do not let your children on TikTok. Oh, yeah. But no. I My will kids say- can't even get on YouTube, so. No. no, I'm just saying in general, if you have an under 13-year-old, do not let them on TikTok. Even, 
above that, I think is your own person. Like kids Whatever you are going to talk about it at school. Kids are going to look at it. There's all kinds of, in fact, we're going to record a podcast coming up all about, you know, online security and how to help kid your kids navigate that. Okay. So I'm all about like appropriately appropriate use of technology. Like I don't want, I'm not going to be the mom that's like never lets my kid touch a, any kind of a tablet or any mm-hmm. kind of iPod, you know, right. that, cause that's not realistic. But with TikTok, it is such a slippery slope. I'm going to go ahead and tell you that personally, I find it very entertaining. There are several different like groups of content that come around. Some of it is just these like two eight count choreographed dances, which I just want to say, thank goodness TikTok was not available when I was in high school because oh, I we didn't have to would, do that kind of stuff. Oh my, no, I would have loved it. I would have oh. embarrassed stuff because I mean, it's, I came from a cheer dance background, so it would have been totally oh, like, yeah up my alley. And, you know, we always were making up dances at sleepovers. This would have been, this would have replaced the dances at sleep. It's the same concept, but everybody does the same dance and repeats it to different, like, and then there's a a song per dance. So there's like, you know, probably 20, 30 different trendy ones that float around and people just do these two or three, eight counts of dance. And it's real weird. Okay, so that's one thing that floats around. The other one is like people doing story times where they tell like a story of something happened to them. But they show up on the For You page and 99% of them do not have appropriate words. So like you can't even scroll it around your kids because. Are there like any sort of controls or no? I haven't investigated. I haven't even thought about letting my kid on it. So I haven't investigated the controls. But I mean, they can't. I don't. I don't think the technology is there for them to skim or scan, you know, listen yeah, to the they audio. Know all of it. Yeah. yeah. So I don't, I mean, I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's some, but not nowhere near the level that you would need to actually protect your kid. But there are some cool like hashtags where you can find some different stuff. Like we were looking at craft stuff. I let Adeline look with me because you can, um, the way you swipe through videos is you swipe up to watch a new one. So as soon as you can tell something's going south, it's pretty quick to, you can <laughs> X out of it. This is not going to become appropriate. No, but we were watching, I mean, there, it's like, uh, if you ever get on the Instagram explore page in the videos, you know how you can just, if you click a video, you can just keep scrolling through them. That's mm-hmm. literally basically all TikTok is. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. 
how do they compete is what I want to know. Like, how can there be this many? Because none of the kids that are in high school, college right now, none of them have Facebook. N- some of them have Instagram. Like, Instagram's uh, not their most so popular. So Facebook's platform. heading out? Oh, f- Facebook is for moms up. Like, oh. kids do not care about Facebook. That is an old oh. people social media to them. So, what? I mean, I'm it's deleting not, my Facebook. <laughs> Facebook is, I don't think, I'm not saying Facebook's going to go anywhere. I'm just saying. Don't they own Instagram now too? Oh, so. yeah. Yeah. They're yeah. not, I mean, they're not going anywhere. They still do a lot, but the kids aren't anxious to get a Facebook account. Like no 14 year old <laughs> kid is like, oh, please. Like it's just not happening. Um, right. They like Instagram. Okay. But they don't post as much and they delete it if they do post it, which is like they, they're very quick to that. delete things. Yes. Have you noticed that? That's the thing about, well, every social media, like, because now you have Instagram stories Mm -hmm. that go away. And so it's like, I get the setup because there is a lot less pressure. Like if I'm making an Instagram story, I'm Mm -hmm. like, whatever, if it sucks, if I sound too country or whatever, it's going away in 24 hours anyway, you know, so like I can, but at the same time, I think that's such a dangerous thing because then you put a lot less thought into what you're putting out there mm-hmm. and yep. so these kids can I mean like I just think about whoever's gonna run for president in 20 years oh like think gosh. how much dirt they're gonna have on that person through all these social media things you know yeah it's just yep. like 100 percent. yes and um the kids do snapchat still and then TikTok mm. is kind of like their Instagram like it doesn't go away immediately you know but yeah. I think they're kind of using it like Instagram instead of, but they're posting a ton, like four or five things a day. So mm. I have been, I've had TikTok since like for like a month. So not very long, but you know what I mean? Like I've been just, I've You've been in I, the research. I've been doing the research. I like to keep up on um, like what's new, what, what's it going to do? Like I've had so many social media accounts that like nothing ever happens with the platform and I'll log in once and look at it and then. I'm done. So I thought TikTok might be one of those, but it is extremely entertaining. And I don't know why. Like, I can't even put my finger on why. Like, I can just skim through it. Like, it's way more entertaining than Facebook. Like, Mm. times a million. So I need to not get that then. Because I'm already, yeah, I'm already trying to Mm -hmm. be more intentional about not. Which I will say, social media is like cutthroat. Like, I just... Oh, it is so hard to build your social media account. I mean, and not your personal one, obviously. I'm talking about the surviving motherhood one, but because your personal one, you don't care. You're not like trying to. Well, I mean, some people do if they're like creating a platform, but yeah, it is hard. Like, I just don't know how. I think the hardest, one of the hardest parts about it for us is we're not natural sharers. Like we're not, we don't, there's a lot of people that, and to each his own, a hundred percent. But there's a lot of people that like when something happens to them, the first thing they do is go to social media and tell them, tell about it, whether it's good yeah. or bad, whatever. Like they're like anxious to share it with the world. And like 99% of the time, like I love our listeners and I'm so glad you guys have supported us. But like, I just don't think about going online with it. <laughs> yeah. Unless yeah, it's like, yeah, it's just not my natural inclination. I, just I like think another thing that's hard for me because I'm an overanalyzer is I, I always think like, okay, who's actually going to care about this story? Because I will tell my friends that I know mm-hmm. they know my kids, they know my, you know, so it's a, way funny to them. Mm-hmm. Or I worry about is my house a disaster in the background or is a yep. kid going to be yelling in the background while I'm trying mm-hmm. to do the story? 
And so I, it's like, I just get, and then by the time I've thought through all that, I'm like, forget it. I'm just not even going to post, you know? Yep. Exactly. So it's, it's so hard. I don't struggle as much on the podcast. In fact, sometimes we'll be talking on the podcast and then I'm like, oh man, I hope that when that comes out, I don't feel like I just kept going and going and going. Yes, because it doesn't go immediately to anybody. We're just talking to each other. So then right. it's like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. Like, wait, what What was my opinion on that? I need to go back and listen. Yes. That's funny. So what, like helped me decide to talk about TikTok today was because this week on the Today Show, they went to this place, which I've heard of, but they have a place where these like, I guess they used to be YouTubers have invested in this house where I guess they just pay rent at it, but it's called the Hype House. And they've invited like the most um, popular, the people having the most follows on TikTok to live there or hang out there. Mm-hmm. And so like they have a literal house like that a they frat just house? hang out Basically, except just girls and guys, which like, ugh. Uh, and they're like 20-year-old kids, and they live there. And Do it's they get paid to live there, or do they just no. live there free? I don't even know if they live there free, but oh. they collaborate with each other all the time. So it's like, just like a cool thing? Yes, but like, and they're also in each other's videos, which makes their videos go high, you know, get more views because they can tag each other. I don't That's know. Weird. It seems insane. Do, but they went. do people get paid from TikTok? Like, can you do ads yes, on TikTok? You can do ads on TikTok and you can get just sponsorship deals. Like people want to send you a bunch of stuff. So yeah. That's so, pretty cool. Anyway, I've thought about doing a surviving motherhood one and doing funny mom stuff, but it hasn't happened yet. If it does happen, I will let you go know on Instagram. Like oh, I, I've been I've been looking at it. I've been looking at it. Been thinking about it, working up the nerve. I've been talking to my husband about it, and he like (laughs) looks at me like I'm like he's like, "What are you?" I'm like, "I just need to talk this out, babe." We still we still have to get Brent and Zach on the podcast. I think we need to interview them. It would be funny for sure. Okay, so our last bit of news is a little bit personal to us, and I'm gonna go ahead and let Chris talk about it because it ain't my news. (laughs) Okay, so. We're pregnant, not Woo-hoo! Rachel and I. Oh, <laughs> bummer. <laughs> yes, yeah, so this will be our fifth baby. And in a shocking turn of events, not, it's a boy. That's all we baby, know how to make. Uh, wait, what was the, what's the commercial? Had a baby, we, it's we a boy. We had a baby, it's a boy. It's a boy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yes, so, boy. so baby Shep will be joining us this summer. Tell, tell them his full name. Shepherd Lane. Okay, because when you just name. say baby Shep, it sounds like you're saying baby ship or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, no. it sounds like one word that you, nobody understands what's happening. <laughs> no, he's baby Shep is what we call him. But baby his name Shep. is Shepherd Lane. And uh, just a full disclaimer, we have not done the gender ultrasound. We did the blood work like through the lab, not like the at home. We did the through the lab blood work. So assuming the blood work I think it's like 99 point something effective. So, I mean, I feel pretty confident that it's a boy, but, you know, just on the off chance that all of a sudden you guys see, surprise, it's not. It's because we have not had the ultrasound to confirm yeah, this news. We haven't been able to see the actual, <laughs> the, see the, the actual determined, uh, yes. determination. Yeah. I felt with Lawson, I did the blood test too, and that I heard it was a boy. And I was like, well, Okay, but it didn't feel real, real. Like, I mean, I'm sure I still bought some stuff, but it didn't feel really real until I saw the ultrasound. And then I was oh, like, yep, sure. that's definitely a penis. That's fine. <laughs> well, and this time I um, was very confident that it was a girl, which I have said before I was with Collier, who is my third 
Mm-hmm. I thought Collier was a girl for sure as well. But um, with this baby, I mean, obviously, let's just address the elephant in the room. Obviously, I would love to be the mom of a little girl. But that doesn't take away from the fact that I was very aware that if I got pregnant again, the chances of it being a boy were at, at very least 50-50. So, <laughs> yes, you know, it's like, obviously, I, w- I didn't get pregnant only for a girl. But yes. my preference, if I were picking, I would have chosen a girl just because I want to be able to have both. Yeah, I don't I don't prefer one over the other. I just want to get to experience both. Yes, it just didn't happen that way. God decided that we are full on boy family. So uh, I just want I feel like a lot of, you know, people are going to want to know that. And uh, initially I was angry. Like when my doctor said it's a boy, I'm like, no, it isn't like what <laughs> you've, you've got this twisted. I ordered a girl. Yes. <laughs> like it is not a boy, but oh. you know, obviously we knew that that was a strong possibility before we got pregnant. So everybody always says, you know, and pe- people say the worst things oh to family. God. I, I, I think only people, imagine. I think they just don't know. Like, I really don't think it comes from a malicious standpoint. But sometimes people will say things like, oh, are you going to give up yet? And it's like, <laughs> whoa, whoa. Are these you are babies you're yes. talking about. Like, like these are us what you're addressing. Oh. That's, I mean, I just can't. When Zach and I got married, we wanted four to six kids. So yeah. this should really have come as a surprise to no one. We have never wavered <laughs> on that. We have always uh. said we wanted four to six. So when people act like the five boys that I have are somehow mess ups for trying for a girl, I can get very offended by that. I'm like, Uh, this is not like a give up kind of situation. This is like, if we want more babies, we're going to have more. And if we don't, we won't. But, you know, we're very aware of the process and the fact that it could be a boy if we keep going, you know? So people just, I mean, but like I said, I really... All the things, you know, people say, oh, my gosh, bless your heart and blah, blah, blah. Those kind of things, I, those aren't really as offensive to me. I think people just don't know what to say, you know. Just like people with all girls, they're like, oh, can you imagine the weddings? You know, it's like people just feel the need to comment when you have all the same gender or a lot of kids just in general. And so most of the things don't offend me. It's just whenever people act like I've messed up, then I get offended. I'm like... Um, no, I'm pregnant with a healthy baby that I was well aware could be a boy before I got pregnant. So, right. And the funny, don't feel sorry for me. Yeah, I guess not funny, but the odd thing is, it's like you're you're not an idiot. <laughs> like right. you knew that there was going to be a you know a large you know at least minimum of a half and half chance that it was a boy. So it's like you were ready to take the the news either way. So it's so ridiculous when people, people act like that. Yes. Like, well, and um, I will say that this is our, our longest uh, space between children. And the mm-hmm. reason is because I had to make sure that I was going to be okay with a fifth boy before, you know, like for a long time, Zach was, Zach has wanted another one for a long time. And I'm like, uh, I'm just not sure. Yeah. Like I, I'd really prefer someone just call me and say, Hey, I have a little girl. We do want to come pick her up. You know, like yeah. I, I was ready for that situation. And so I really had to get in the place where am I okay with being the mom of five boys before I got pregnant? Because obviously I knew that was a possibility, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like if people knew like the thought behind 
I didn't just blindly go in this, you know, like just hoping for the best. So it's like whenever they say things like, well, that serves you right. Or, you know, I'm like, what does that even mean? Like, people need to check themselves. I just can't. Yeah. So So. I'm glad that you got to find out slowly and surely, like you didn't even tell many people. That you were pregnant even in the no. first place, right? No, Nana didn't it, even know. Yeah. Kept it kept it on the DL to make sure to see how you could you could got to process it all on your own. So I'm sure that's yes. That well, and just uh, I got to skip the whole, oh, I hope this one's a girl. What are your symptoms? Let's let's guess if it's a boy or a girl. And da 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 da. You know, I just got to skip all of that and just say, We had a baby, it's a boy. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Oh, skip all the pleasantries of, oh, what What do you think it is? I, yeah. I, I'm terrible at that question. I never had like a strong feeling with either of mine. And when people ask me to guess others, I'm like, um, half boy, half, like ha- half of me thinks boy, half of me thinks girl. I don't know. Like, I it's know. just yeah. one of those where it's like, maybe I just don't have intuition on that kind of thing. But it's, and it's like, I don't want to get like, I don't, ugh, it's just so much pressure. I'm like, I don't know. I know. Yeah. <sighs> It is. And it's, and people don't want to guess with me because they're like, I know that you want me to guess girl, but like, I don't think you're capable of having a girl. (laughs) You know what I mean? So it's like, Uh, but I was sure, like, we've never been able to completely agree on a girl name. It's just always kind of been like, yeah, we like that, but, and we've never had to, well, this time a, a girl name clicked. We loved it. We were so excited. We just thought, that it was a girl and so whenever she said it's a boy I was just like what Mm. (laughs) you know it's just so like I don't think you're right and I even for a little bit was like I'm not gonna announce until I actually see the parts and then I'm like no okay it's like a 99% accurate test I mean there are cases like maybe a vanishing twin and so you know the DNA picked up from that there are things that could happen that it could be a girl, but it's like a, there's like a 0.1% chance at this point. So yep. I'm like, no, we're going to embrace little shepherd and everybody's excited. The boys were all thrilled. They love babies Aww. just as much as their mama does. So that's we're so excited. exciting. Yay. And when is he, when will he make his debut? When is he he's, due? He's due in August. I usually have babies early. So I'm, I'm mm-hmm. pulling for July. I'm hoping for a July, but I was the same with Lincoln, which I think Lincoln was due at the end of August. I think like I was, the third week, wasn't it? Like it was twenty fourth ish, I, I uh-huh. want to say. Yeah. And Shep's due the tenth, so yeah. Lincoln came August first. So I'm hoping so, for July, but you know, Lincoln threw me off, so it it could be August. We'll see. Also, oh, Collier goodness. starts kindergarten in August, so it'd be nice if you know we have a little bit more space in between having a baby and starting a baby in kindergarten. So we'll see. We shall see. Oh, well, that's so exciting. And you guys can follow along at Instagram on survive on Instagram at surviving motherhood podcast, or head over to our website, surviving motherhood podcast to get in touch or see any of our show notes. We're so happy that you guys tuned in today. And as always, good luck surviving motherhood. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.